0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker.
1: Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS This morning we're going to talk about lawns and gardens. And yes, there's plenty to do around the lawn and garden area of your house. So if if you're saying, what in the world can they talk about today? I think there's something all seasons, but if you look outside, there's something uh, in most people's yards that needs some attention, and that's the leaves. (laughs) And there are a lot of things you can do with those. We're going to find some uh, of the right things to do with them. And all through the show, if you have questions dealing with plants, if you have questions dealing with the leaves or anything like that that does with lawns and gardens, call us or text us, whichever you prefer. And the phone number is 615 893 Fourteen fifty. Master Gardener Jack Smith is with us. Jack, good morning.
2: Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: Doing great. Good to see you again. Good to see, good see you again.
2: It's been a few years since I was it here, but has been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're still just as young as ever. Oh, I wish. <laughs> good
1: to have you with. You Thank brought a friend with you today.
2: Yes, uh, Justin Stefanski. He is our Master Gardener Coordinator at the uh, office at the uh, Extension Office, and he's. New Willis. He's only been there what three or four months.
3: Three or four months. Yeah, had a baby this summer. I've worked about two weeks since That's I started American, my job. You had a baby. Uh, y- yes, sir. <laughs> I know. It's strange times we're living in. <laughs> yep, little baby boy Levi Robert came in July, two months early. So I'm just getting back to work here and excited to be here.
1: Well, it's great to have you here. Yes, sir. So you'll be a regular.
3: Now. I absolutely will be.
1: Looking forward to it. Where are you from? Tell Originally, us
3: I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, but don't hold that against me.
1: That's okay. I have
3: lived here in the borough since 95, and this is actually my second time on this program. You probably don't remember me, but back in college, it was probably 2007 with Dr. Warren Anderson.
1: Okay. Uh, I had
3: the pleasure of sitting in these seats and, and being on this show, so this is my second appearance.
1: Well, it's good to have you with us Yes, today. sir. Now, we were mentioning about things to do in the yard Uh, What is as you look at some of the phone calls you're getting at the Ag Center and and, uh, I I realize the end of the farmer's market where people had an opportunity to mingle with the master gardeners. I know there were questions that probably came up and, and there were probably some questions that came up more than others. What were the biggest issues that people had right now?
2: Gee whiz. How many hundreds of them are there? Oh, so so. <laughs> yeah. we'll never run out of questions. We'll not, no, 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 <laughs> it, we won't. It's, it's a, uh, don't know. It, it depends on whether that individual is more into landscape type of thing or whether he's into uh, vegetable gardening or something of that nature. And they, and it basically it's uh, in two different directions because it's uh, each one of them is uh, – has a different answer to do different things because they are all totally different. Um, Vegetable gardening is the time to basically clean up and prepare for next year. There are things that you can uh, start to plant now, believe it or not, and uh, uh, it can be a a good time. Uh, What would you plant right now? Well gee whiz let me think
3: well a lot of your cold season crops will be like your yeah. your brassicas yeah. so yeah uh, broccoli cauliflower things like that turnips collards yeah um, you could even do some spinach and now these plants don't necessarily survive all through the winter by themselves exposed to the environments but if you treat them kindly and then you keep them covered up when the hard frost comes you can have a garden all winter long
1: i would say we're probably going to get a hard frost not too long I would say
3: we're we're due here. I, I know we're going to see some warm temperatures, but I think we're going to see a big drop, and I would say in the next two weeks.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So it's
1: um. Now, Jack, as you look at some of the things that are coming toward the master gardeners, one thing is, you can sign up for the classes.
2: Yes. Yes. Pretty soon. Yes, they're ta- actually they're beginning to take applications. Oh, right now. Now, and will until. Oh, around Christmas time or something like December that. December 1st is our deadline. December 1st? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know it was quite that soon. But <laughs> yep. We better get a, yeah. a rush on it. So it's, um, you know, uh, the price has gone up this year. What is it? Yep.
3: So the price is $175, and the applications are currently open for enrollment. Uh, and you can submit those to the Rutherford County Extension Office. You can either swing by our office at 315 John Rice Boulevard, or you can send us an email. Um, and. I can share my email information with you guys later in the show, but um, the cost is $175, and the application deadline is December 1st. Classes will begin in January, so they will run on Tuesdays from 9 a.m. till noon, and the classes will be about a two-hour-long session that will involve some of our specialists from Knoxville, some of the, the, the experts across the state. So we'll do a hybrid. Some of it will be a, a Zoom-type training and then the rest will be hands on. I know folks love to get their hands dirty. If they don't walk away with a little dirt under their fingernails, they haven't really done what they came to do. So our our goal is to give them the best of both worlds. So the courses will run from January 31st to about the first week of April. Uh, and, and that is an excellent opportunity for folks, especially if you're new to Tennessee. I always encourage folks, if, if you moved here from somewhere else, and you know, Tennessee's a unique spot in the gardening world. You know, we're right in the middle of that transition zone between northern climates and southern climates, and we get folks here, I'm, and I'm sure everybody knows it, from all over the place. And gardening here can be a challenge, so don't feel uh, intimidated by the term master gardener. Our course is open to anybody with any knowledge level, uh, whether you've gardened for one day or 100 years. It really doesn't matter to us. We're there to help and train. And the goal of the program is volunteer service. So at the end of the day, if you have a a mindset to giving back and to educating others, that's really the whole purpose and mission of the Master Gardener program is to train folks. And then like Mr. Jack here, he has been a, a prophet of gardening knowledge across this city and across this county for years and years. And, and he really is a, a perfect example of what we want to see master gardeners become. Thank you. Yes, sir. Now, Jack,
1: once, <laughs> since you have been a Master Gardener yes. with that experience, uh, once you're in the Master Gardener's organization, you have continuing opportunities to learn more.
2: Yes, not only to learn more, but to pass on that information to to groups around the, the city and the county and really across the state because I have been all the way from Memphis to, to Knoxville. Uh, at, at one time or another, maybe not uh, continuously, but, you know, on, on occasions we would go and, and talk with people, uh, have gone to homes, and they would be an, a neighborhood group. So it's, it's not all necessarily a formal, you know, group that you, you will be talking with, but it may be a neighborhood or something of that nature. <laughs> he was talking about a minute ago what per, uh, uh, you can plant in your garden. Um, three or four years ago, we started a, a small garden over at the Extension Center, and somebody decided they were going to put in some some spinach. Well, spinach went in, and uh, it uh, went through the winter, went through the summer. It came back the next fall. <laughs> it went for about two or three years before we finally went away. But uh, So it, you plant it, and it just keeps on coming, and you enjoy it. Yeah, that's right. If you take care of it. You know, it'll be there. It doesn't do well. That doesn't do well in the summertime. But you know, cool weather, it did fine. But withstood hot weather, snow on it one year.
3: So it, super spinach.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that brings up something too that's interesting. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, moving into a subdivision that's brand new and they don't have a an established lawn. You can go to the ag center. On the John R. Rice Boulevard, and you have different plots of grass that you can. Well, if you're wondering what is that going to look like this time of the year, yes, you can walk on it, you can touch it. Yes. Uh, tell us about that.
3: Yes, yeah, so I can speak to that a little bit. Mitchell Moat is the other extension agent in our office there, and he's been doing his. Uh, turf trials there for for many years. If anybody's ever been to our office, that's one of the first things you see, and he's got a variety of grasses there. He's got some cool season grasses and warm season, and a lot of folks that move here don't realize that that's what we deal with here in Tennessee. You know, where I'm from in Cleveland, Ohio, there was green grass year-round. It was perfection. It was just lawn heaven. When you move to the south, especially here in Tennessee, basically, we're in this zone, climately speaking, where cool season grasses will go dormant in the summer and warm season grasses go dormant in the winter. So what Mitchell is showing folks is kind of the best varieties for both seasons of grass uh, and he's got some great trials out there and great plots and he would be more than happy to share his knowledge. Mitchell is a uh, just a bastion of turf knowledge. That's his specialty. Yes. Uh, but yes, I highly encourage folks to visit our office and, and like Jack was saying, we've also got the demonstration gardens there. A little farther down where you go to early vote there, we have our demonstration gardens next to the pond there so if, you, if any type of gardening, turf, landscape, you name it, we'll probably have some type of an educational uh, demonstration there on site for now, folks to see. There,
1: I know this weekend, I think you have the uh, quilt show over there, but are there some other... Shows dealing with lawns and gardens coming up in the near future?
3: There will be, actually. Uh, Mitchell is having a commercial landscape training. Now, I say commercial, it's uh, November 16th. If you are interested in this program, please check our website out. But November 16th, I know, is the one that's coming up, uh, and it will have some detailed information about turf and lawn care. It's geared more towards your commercial clientele, but certainly if you are an advantageous uh, lawn care person in your own backyard, I mean, you could certainly sign up for this. I don't think they turn you away. That's good yep. because
2: I've been to those classes, oh, and good. it's you know, it's not always over your head by any stretch of the imagination. It's uh, it's to where the average person down the street can can comprehend what he's talking about and take the advice and and, and the encouragement from him. Very good. So uh, just
1: learn more about those and you can go to your website what is the website
3: so or? the website is rutherford.tennessee.edu and that'll take you directly to our home page and on there usually on our home screen we've got a slide sorter where it will show you some of our current events we also have a calendar uh, and if all else fails you can certainly call our office 615-898-7710 and uh, some lovely person will answer the phone and be glad to share any upcoming events with you as okay. well okay
1: We have a text here from a listener who says they are in the process of trying to make their lawn look a little bit better and they're wanting to plant some bushes. First of all, how late in the season can they plant bushes? And I know that uh, you had some available at the farmer's market uh, that were grown locally. How can you get in touch with those people who are growing them and can you still get them from them?
3: Absolutely. yes. So we have several vendors at the farmers market that will sell landscaping material Uh, uh, Heather Lampert at our office is the farmers market manager So if you get in touch with her she can get you that information. Heather Lampert's her name But in terms of planting shrubs trees and bushes, this is about the best time of year to do it Yes, you you are right in the middle of perfect time Absolutely, so pretty much the rule of thumb is you don't want to plant anything when it's hot and dry so once the season seasonality changes and we get a little cooler conditions as long as the ground is not frozen you are perfectly fine to plant throughout the winter uh, and that what that does is that allows your plant to acclimate while it's not actively growing even if it's an evergreen which means it still has green leaves it's in a dormant state so when you plant things when they're dormant that gives it a chance to acclimate to your soil and then in the spring it'll set roots so by the time the summer comes and those hot conditions start to appear That tree or shrub will already start to have acclimated to your soil, put roots out, and then it will basically be able to survive a whole lot more. Uh, The chance of it doing well is higher if you plant in the fall than if, let's say, you plant in the spring. There's a shorter window of time for that piece of plant material to acclimate and put roots out and then we all know there's no telling what June could look like here in, in Tennessee it could be 75 or it could be a hundred so <laughs>
1: who knows? <laughs> we want to give our
3: plants as much time as possible to acclimate so yeah this is a perfect time of year to plant trees and shrubs now lawn care you know it, it really just depends on what type of lawn you have there's a lot of things you can do in the fall you know at, at the bare minimum I always tell folks do a core aeration and I don't know if anybody now, knows what is that core aeration if you've ever seen if you've ever I, I'll go back to golf courses you know if you've ever played golf you know they aerate the greens and there's little holes and spike holes but core aeration basically it's a it's a piece of equipment that takes a plug of soil out and it'll be about maybe a half inch in diameter and that is allowing air to enter into that soil structure and it will help aerate the root system and it helps alleviate compaction that's one of the biggest problems we have with our soils especially you mentioned new neighborhoods you know they'll build new neighborhoods in a pasture now number one it was a cow pasture before that so the soil was already compacted down they'll scrape all the good soil off and then you're left with with clay that's essentially like an asphalt parking lot so core aeration will help to break those basically hard compacted clay areas up. It allows pore spaces for roots to develop and for water to penetrate in. So doing a core aeration once or twice a year, the fall and spring is kind of perfect times to do it. Uh, and then just determining what type of lawn you want to have. You know, we fight with the Bermuda grass. A lot of folks will go out and spend a whole lot of money on a fescue lawn, which is the one that stays green all all winter long. Uh, and then they start to see their neighbor has the the Bermuda grass, and the Bermuda grass is the one that kind of runs. It'll grow a mile a minute, and it'll chase into your landscape beds. It'll be a little different color. It's the grass that goes brown in in the winter. Uh, and we just have to decide: is it a battle worth fighting? Because once you get an infestation of Bermuda grass, it's it's a lot of, of work to to get rid of it completely. So deciding what type of lawn you wanna have, uh, but but at the bare minimum, do a core aeration, help to, to build that soil structure up, give those roots a place to grow. Uh, and then just deciding if you wanna do any type of a fertilizer application. So if you have a cool season lawn, This time of year would be a fine time to do fertilization. Obviously, if you have a summer season, lawn fertilization is not needed because that grass is going dormant. Uh, Doing a soil test. You know, we offer soil testing through the University of Tennessee Soil Lab, which is in Nashville. But you can come down to our office and you can submit a soil sample. And And I don't know exactly what the price is now. It's either between $15 and $20. But that soil sample will tell you exactly what the state of your soil is from a nutrition standpoint. And it will also give you a recommendation based on what you want us to give you a recommendation on. So if you say, I want to know about my my turf care, or I want to know about trees, shrubs, gardens, you can decide. Uh, I think they'll give you three different codes. They call them codes. So there could be a turf code, a, a tree and shrub code, and a vegetable code. And it'll give you a recommendation on what to add or to supplement into your soil structure to help feed uh, specifically for the thing that you want to, to help.
1: So we need to get that soil sample done before we start adding things. It's always
3: oh, yes. always the right oh, thing yes. to do. Yeah, because yes. a lot of times, you know, people just add fertilizer without really knowing whether they need to or not. And that's one of the biggest issues we see, and, and especially people over-fertilizing and it ending up in the watershed, and then we have some water quality issues. So, you know, doing a soil test is never a bad thing.
2: Yeah, yeah I I originally grew up in Middle Tennessee, southern Middle Tennessee, and graduated middle tennessee state my first job was in millington tennessee which is just north of memphis lived there for three four five years got married and we decided to build a house and uh, the house was built and they were going to start doing some landscape work and i asked the guy who was doing the work says uh, what kind of grass are going to have in in the lawn he said bermuda grass i said huh I said, it's a weed. <laughs> he says, no, it's the only thing you can get to grow in Memphis. Really? Really. Because of the sand? No, it's it's climate and soil quality and nutrition. It's the only thing that basically will hold up over a period of time in the Memphis area. So I I said, well, okay. To me, it was a weed. <laughs> but um, I got to doing Bermuda Graves. Learned how to handle Bermuda grass, and now that's the only thing I'll have in a yard. Even here? Even here. That's what my, my lawn is now. Right now, it's brown. If I had wanted it green, I then could, could have come in and, and sown some type of annual grass and made it green, and then would have had to have cut grass all winter. <laughs> you, you <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, But anyway, it, it's a great one, great grass, great lawn grass uh turf grass if you learn how to manage it uh i have flower beds i don't have a, a single sprig of bermuda grass in my uh, in my beds it's you know it's, it's you just have to learn how to, how to live with bermuda living go- on a golf course area and that's the one of the reasons why because bermuda is so so tough Bermuda, uh, they use
1: it in golf courses. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Oh yes,
2: yes. It's uh, their their greens are a variety of Bermuda grass, and the common areas uh, are all Bermuda grass because they don't. It will repair itself rather quickly. If somebody comes in and takes a, a golf club and, and yanks up a, a big uh, turf of, of grass, it'll grow back in a week. So they use a lot of Bermuda grass.
3: It's tough as nails.
2: It's tough. Oh, yeah, it's tough as nails. It's like, like kind of concrete.
3: You couldn't kill it if you wanted to in right. a lot of cases. <laughs> right.
1: Tell you what let's do. Let's pause for just a moment. We will be back and continue the conversation about lawns and gardens. And that's what we're focusing on today. If you have a question dealing with lawns and gardens, Jack Smith and Justin Stefanski are with us this morning. They have an answer for you.
0: Now, more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings at 8:10 on WGNS, AM, FM, online. The sunrise puffs up above the horizon. So glad to see you today. I'm Amy Watson. And I'm Ben Hill. Welcome to News Channel 5 this morning. Time to fill your day with something more than a routine. This is Sky 5 Live as uh, every day there's a brand new skyscraper (laughs) going up. This is where we connect.
4: Come on, y'all. We are alive. We are well. We- Laugh. <laughs>
0: See the beauty of the morning. When you look out this morning in that sunrise, you get the prettiest picture. Uh, news Channel 5 helps you out the traffic door. Traffic anchor Rebecca Schleicher joins us now with the latest. The good news is there are pretty easy
4: alternate routes.
0: With something more than news weather and traffic. News Channel 5's Nick Barris is in our Good News Alert Center this morning. <laughs> Take a look right there at this talk. Hey. It's something to lift your spirits. Wow. If that doesn't get you going... we need to have a chit-chat. Ben, Amy, Leland, Nikki D, Rebecca, and Nick.
4: We are here to get you revved up and going. (laughs) A
0: better day. Wednesday is all day. Starts this morning. News Channel 5 this morning. This is Peter Demas at Demas' Restaurant. Demas has offered gift cards that you can get in any value. You know, those times where someone gives you gifts, you weren't really prepared. It's one of those things that's nice and easy to hand back out but they're amazing gifts for teachers for family and friends and we always offer specials depending on how many gift cards that you get as well you can go straight down to the restaurant and our cashiers are happy to help you with any of those gift cards demas's restaurant 1115 northwest broad street in murfreesboro Good morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume on 24, but at least it's moving westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area as you leave Rutherford County headed towards Nashville. Some radar again this morning down I 24 just outside of Manchester. Give yourself extra time through Coffee County. Ripley's Gatlinburg uh, is your one stop destination for family fun. They've got everything. Check it out at ripley's.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic.
4: Mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon, high in the upper seventies, south winds are on five to ten miles per hour, tonight mostly clear, low near fifty-three. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciecsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently it's 49.
2: Hi, this is Gator with Tire World
4: Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on
0: Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Sometimes, strange things can happen. Coast to coast, all night, every night. There's really no reason to be afraid. On AM, FM, online.
1: Hey, welcome back. We're having a good time today. If you have any questions dealing with lawns or gardens, give us a call. Elena Pierce is our birthday winner today. Elena Pierce, a teacher at Rock Springs Middle School, and she gets that delicious banana pudding from the Slick Pig Barbecue. Our good neighbor of the day is Marty Page, always helping others a sweet spirit and joyful personality. Marty Page gets flowers from our friends over there at the wonderful Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Jenny, good morning to you. Our phone number here is 615-893-1450. There is something happening uh, this weekend and we need to remind you of it because if we don't remind you of it, you're going to have all sorts of problems. You guys know what that might be happening this weekend. That's. Gonna trip some people up. Big it's,
3: football game I hear is coming up.
1: That might be one of them. and That might trip people up. How about changing your time? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Goodness gracious. <laughs>
2: oh
3: yes. I yeah. About that.
1: We we change time. This it's a double weekend.
3: whammy this weekend. We got yeah. the football and the time change. People are going to be out of sorts They're on Monday. Be confused. Yes, they are. What time going the ball game start? <laughs> yeah. Most important thing of the weekend. Yeah.
1: We fall back. Yeah. That means take off time. Yep. Yes. Take an hour off of your clock before you go to bed.
2: Now there's a big conversation about taking taking it off and never going to it, and then also using daylight saving time, 365 days a year.
3: I heard that on the radio. No, they this don't morning. know. They well,
1: I I like the idea, but it just gets us out of sync with the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a reason we have time zones. Yeah, yeah. it's where the sun goes up and goes down each season. Yes, (laughs) yes. And if we get out of kilter that, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have an interesting question here texted in from a listener, uh, and they said that they were you were mentioning about droughts just a little while ago and grass and what have you. Uh, They said first of all they enjoyed the pictures. On the WGNS website recently, that Scott did, of the Mississippi River, and I remember that that was uh, a couple of days ago. He went out there last weekend, and walked on the Mississippi River. It's unreal right now. He yes. actually didn't walk on it. but He yeah. walked where it yeah. once was. Yes. Gears in the middle of the you know, boats. Yeah. Uh, sunk. Uh, it's weird. Uh, and and what the question is, you mentioned drought. What can we expect next year you were talking about planting season is is middle tennessee being affected like west tennessee we're not hearing and as, as the person mentioned i don't think we're hearing that much about other river i don't hear about the ohio river no, yeah not up. as
3: much here i looked at the drought uh the i don't know if it's NOAA or the National Weather Service puts out a, a drought monitor. And we're basically on the edge of a drought condition, but we're not quite there yet. Now, in West Tennessee, they're in a, I think it's a moderate drought condition. where moderate. we're basically And then yeah.
1: they've got the river like that?
3: Well, it's severe to moderate, let's say. Okay. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it, and it's been a, a very hot and dry fall. I mean, abnormally <laughs> so. I mean, uh, we started getting the hot conditions early in the summer. We did not have a lot of rain. And then we got a little rain in July and August, but not nearly enough is what we needed for normally, especially in West Tennessee. It's been a huge issue. So for next year, you know, I I think that weather patterns are going to continue to be extreme. Let's just put it that way. Now I can't say for sure, you know, we're either going to have a whole lot of moisture or maybe not enough. I think that's what we're going to see. You know, these perfect summers where we get routine rains and mild weather, I think they're a thing of the past. I think we're either going to have you know, way too much moisture or just not enough. I think that's gonna be the pattern going forward. Now, I don't know exactly what we're gonna see next year. If I knew I'd make a whole lot more money, um, but I would just, you know, gear your gardening around planting things that can survive. You know, that's one of the biggest things we hear about is sustainability of landscapes. And, and, and I'll put my pitch in there for native plants. You know, native plants are those plants that naturally evolved here that we call them endemic species. Uh, and and native plants are awesome because they can survive those conditions of, of hard conditions that we will see here in middle tennessee
2: that's also one of the things that people think about bermuda grass because it will survive just about any type of weather absolutely Uh, it's uh you know it may look dead uh it's not dead all it needs is a little water and it will perk right back
3: up
1: you mean if you started watering your yard if you have bermuda grass it would turn green yes not
3: necessarily now with the winter coming yes as long as the temperatures were above freezing it would absolutely green back up but yeah like jack's saying even if it goes like let's look at june of this year i saw a lot of bermuda grass that had just started to come out of dormancy and then it got so hot and dry it started to brown out yep that first rain we got i think it was probably what the end of june or july we got a decent rain those lawns greened right back up i mean that grass has enough of a storage system in its roots where it, it hunkers down for survival basically it may look dead on the surface but underneath it is alive and well and it's a smart grass i say it's very intelligent it knows hey it's hot it's dry let's send all our resources to the root system for a few days and yeah. then we'll store this energy and then that stored energy they're able to use it to, to re-sprout new growth so it's, it actually it's a came grass. in from
2: africa it did yes okay. it did yeah.
1: now have we waited too long into the winter season or fall to uh, to plant grass right now
2: it depends upon the time of grace. Yeah. Not Bermuda grace. It no you don't want to do Bermuda right now yeah for overseeding
3: purposes you know october 31st is usually our cutoff date and that that gives you conditions that are optimal for seed germination and and growth of young grass seedlings so you know ideally you want to try to do over like jack mentioned overseeding if you wanted to have green grass all year and you've got bermuda that goes dormant you can overseed with a perennial ryegrass or annual ryegrass is probably the two most common things uh but right now i mean our weather has been strange this year because it is very mild later into November or later into October into November. But typically, uh, October 31st is our cutoff for any overseeding if you want optimal conditions. Now, you can overseed later. Uh, you're just taking a chance that we will get some cold nights and the seed germination may not be as well uh, as it would have been otherwise.
1: Okay. Uh, Justin, you you had something happen, and I debated on whether we should bring this up, but I think we should bring it up because there are so many new people moving into the area. Yes. They don't realize that there's something lurking out there behind those trees. Yes. As you drive to and fro on the way in this morning, you got a surprise.
3: I had a big surprise this morning. There was about an eight-point buck that decided to, to to get well acquainted with my front right quarter panel uh yeah it it ran out right in front of me i live in rockvale and i was on highway 99 i was way ahead of schedule this morning i was doing really good to get here and that that sucker jumped right out in front of me and did some damage but yeah big deer it's a big deer and it did a lot of damage and i was very fortunate that i was able to to get off the road i wasn't far from home uh and, and thank god my wife was actually driving behind me so that's the reason i'm here this morning but you know we we talk about the development in this area in rutherford county You know, the wildlife is being pushed into areas of smaller confinement, but the numbers are seemingly not being affected. So we talked about deer and turkey during the break and we're talking about seeing more of them. I think they've always been there. We just didn't see them because there was more land for them to to graze on and they were hidden well. But now, you know, you look at the developments that are coming in, the wildlife's being pushed into a smaller and smaller corridors essentially, but they're still thriving in this area. So you know it's something we have to be aware of especially uh driving and if it's it was foggy this morning and i never even saw it coming
1: oh wow now you prior to being here in rutherford county you were an extension agent in wilson in county. wilson county next county over yes sir uh they have a lot of turkey I tons mean, of turkey. I, I think we do pretty well with our turkey here too i don't hear people running into turkeys or do they now
3: they do and i it's funny you should mention that i hit a turkey about last summer on the same stretch of road there on highway 99 it's funny you would say that me and my wife are driving to the saturday market on the square early in the morning about 7:30, and plow a turkey jumped out and that sucker put a dent in my hood and i have a metal hood on my car it looked like somebody threw a, a large watermelon at a, at a rapid rate i mean that sucker did a lot of damage so yes there are you can hit turkeys and i have done it so i am you know i'm, I'm so, a hazard to wildlife everywhere apparently
1: don't ride with justin yes stay out of my vehicle yeah
3: i, I got a new car about two years ago and that poor car has has had more Incidents, so I, I think maybe this was the final thing that does it in. It no. is
2: an attraction.
3: It does, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: i don't think there's anything you can do to reduce that risk is there i mean you can mm-hmm. they say be alert watch. be alert
3: yeah absolutely but
1: how can but
3: like this morning there was i mean i'm usually you can ask my wife i mean if she was on here she could vouch for me i i can see things and and she never even sees them i say hey look at that she's like look at what you know and <laughs> and i'm always very conscious of of seeing the deer because we live in the country and there i see them grazing on the side of the roads and they they have a tendency to jut out at you at the last second you know unpredictable uh, unpredictable they get spooked and there's there's really nothing you can do other than just really be careful
1: now you hear about these whistles or something you can put on the bumpers of your car have you heard about those
3: I've heard about them. I don't know if they're effective. I don't have okay. any first-hand experience with them. Like, I, I can't curious. imagine it could hurt anything. I mean, if, if they hear that sound, it's certainly going to be unpleasant to them. So maybe that maybe that is the secret that I need to, to look into <laughs> to avoid more wildlife encounters with my poor car.
1: <laughs> you, have you uh, had problems with uh, armadillos?
3: You know what? That's one of the few things I have not hit with my vehicle. Well, um, you
1: still have some time. I
3: have some time. That's right. I'm a young man, so there's still time.
1: <laughs> Somebody said, and listening, uh, if you're listening and have thoughts on these maybe it's happened to you i hear that they stay you know sit in the road and for some reason when a car drives by them or over them not hitting them just with the wheels straddling them they would be fine if they just stayed still but they have uh their impulses to jump
3: yes they get very very flighty car oh yeah and kills them yeah, but you'll notice if you ever look at them on the side of the road you'll see that a lot of times their backs are basically there's a lot of scuff marks on the top of their shells and that's <laughs> been exactly why <laughs> yep they get spooked and they, they do a lot of moving around.
1: But I hear, stay away from them because I think they carry leprosy.
3: That's that's been said. Now I don't know if that's. I'm not sure. I have yeah.
2: heard something about that yet. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I don't either.
3: I'm not going to pick an armadillo up. Let's put it yeah. that way. Uh,
1: they're not, you know, warm and cuddly. No, <laughs> they are not.
3: And you know that's a new thing in Tennessee. You know. Yeah, we haven't yeah. had. Twenty them. years ago, there wasn't an armadillo here, no. and if there were, wo- if there was, it was here by accident.
1: And something else that's new to Middle Tennessee. We don't see it a lot yet, and hope we don't continue to see more, but bears.
3: Bears are moving farther and farther west. Yeah. That's that's a reality, and especially up on the Cumberland Plateau and, and the Central Basin, they're, they're encroaching. Every year we hear more stories about folks. You know, even Wilson County, I think a couple years ago, there was a, a black bear that was spotted there. So Smith County, Wilson County, Putnam County, certainly. it's pretty close. It's close. So <laughs> <Man>. who knows?
2: <laughs> well, I, I was staying in a, a hotel over uh-huh. the weekend. And there was something came came across through the intercom. It says, uh, "Don't go outside. Why? There's a bear in the garbage can." <laughs> Where were you staying, Jack?
1: <laughs> what town? It was
2: in we were in Asheville, North Carolina. It's bear oh, country. Okay. Well, that's bear country. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was cr- one in the garbage can. You know, that's <laughs>
3: they've become raccoons apparently.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have some friends who live near uh, Asheville. And over, I think it's called Black Mountain or something like that. Yeah, I
2: think so.
1: And uh, they've regularly sent pictures out of bears wandering past the kitchen window, big bears. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like that. Or, you know, you sit on the screened-in porch. You may feel safe, but I think those bears could get through the screen. I think
2: they could, too. <laughs> <Yep. clears throat> they may be bigger than the screen would allow, but I think they still would yeah. make it. <clears throat>
1: Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're talking lawns and gardens, bears, armadillos, <laughs> lions, tigers, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have. Well, we might have some mountain lions. might
2: have a lot of mountain lions, yes.
3: That's another thing we're hearing reports of every year, too, yeah. Really? It's, oh, yeah. Oh.
1: Just uh, be ready Freddie. that We're in the zoo. That's right. <laughs> you got it. But the great thing is, you still have time to uh, join the master gardeners but now is the time yes you don't have a whole lot of time
2: <coughs> yes
3: december 1st will be our cutoff
1: <coughs> yeah. and uh, the first class again
3: january 31st okay and they'll be held there at the john rice ag center there at, uh right off of john rice boulevard at our <coughs> office
1: so it's all here in town yes sir when you go out of town it's zoom
3: uh, well, there, yeah, there won't be any out of town. So all I of mean, this, but all yeah, they're all going to be remote in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah zoom is a is a is a real hot topic word these days but it it, the classes are wonderful i truly have to say they have built a curriculum that is you know master gardeners today are getting so much more of an in-depth educational experience than they would have 10 or 15 years ago just having the best of the best speakers being able to zoom in and then also getting the hands-on component folks love getting their hands dirty like i said before so it's it's really the best of both worlds and and it's a good time you know there's You'll meet some of the most interesting people on earth if you join the Master Gardener Association. They're truly great folks, and the gardening knowledge that's in that group is overwhelming. I've always said I've learned way more from Master Gardeners than they will ever learn from me, and that's a fact. So uh, it's just a great organization, and I highly encourage you, if you have any interest, and it doesn't matter what your experience level is, don't let the word master throw you away from uh, uh, putting an application in because again, we're there to educate and to train. That's our mission. So educate, train and learn. Absolutely.
1: Jack, when did you decide that you wanted to be a master gardener? Well, now,
2: you, said, your well, background is that anyway? Yeah, well, when, I grew up on a small farm down yeah. in, in Lincoln County and, uh, I must have been interested in growing things and, you know, lawns and gardens, vegetable gardening. Um, and I told you a while ago, I lived in Memphis for over 40 years. And I was saying, gee whiz, I'm getting a little older now, so I think I'll try to. I heard about the Master Gardener program. Tried to get into the Master Gardener program there three times. And I saw it in the paper and I advertised I said, well, I'll go by and, well, our class is full. Well, that was one year. Next year, I said, well, I better get there a little earlier. Went by, the class is full. Next year, I went by. The day it appeared in the newspaper, the class is full. And I said, "How many in the class? <laughs> and they said, a hundred. I said, oh, my word. You must have opened up the class before you advertised it. Turns out they did. They didn't tell me that when I went by to to get in the class. So when I got, we moved here, my wife and I both retired. And we said, well, our kids were both living in Murfreesboro. Uh, we originally from Middle Tennessee. We'll just sell our house in Memphis and we'll move to Middle Tennessee. So we did. And uh, we'd been here about a year. I said, oh, Master Gardener's class is going to start. Yeah, okay. So I'll go over there right day to day. So I'll get there early enough and, and register for it. So got there and registered. Uh, yes, we still have some places open, we're about full. How many in the class? That class was 80 in Mur- in Murf- in Murfreesboro. Uh, so, I, so I signed up and went to it. At, this was in 2004, and uh, went, and it was oh, it was a great class, and uh, not too many. I'm the only remaining person out of that 80 that's still with the Master Gardener program. They've either moved died or something i don't know what uh got tired of the program or whatever but i'm the last one out of that particular class but it's it's a fantastic group uh we have i think what is it justin around totally around 100 members yeah a little
3: over 100 members
2: now and uh at one time the 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 total was uh 35 so we've grown and we've improved and we've gotten more more educated people and we may have more people like justin that are working with us and it's a it's a great educational program uh and it's um you have material that you can research and know where to go to research even yeah. deeper and it, it's a great program
1: so from what you're saying now that we've announced that it's going to be signing up uh you need to go over there probably today yeah I, w- as, I would jump on it yeah, as as i wouldn't waste time
3: because yes. i would say the class is already about half full Wow. Um, so if you're interested, definitely reach out to us ASAP to get an application. So
1: say I want to get my name on that list, yes, sir. whatever I need to do. Absolutely. We're going to pause for a moment. We will return. That is a promise.
0: Weird News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450, online and on your phone at wgnsradio.com.
1: This is Charlie Pitts, Murfreesboro singing barber. I want to start this thing off by getting everyone that's got a business to lower the prices. Come on over to my shop. I'll give you $5 off all the services that we got. We need to do all we can to get the prices down for each other. And everybody all over has got real high prices. And we need to lower them. Come on over to my shop. I'll give you five dollars off all the services that we got. I'm Charlie Pitts Barber, I'm at 2528. Let's catch this pipe.
2: Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummers Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent
1: sound room with good acoustics. If you want to try on any guitar in the store, you've got a perfect place to listen to it compare them side-by-side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run-through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in. Music World and
0: Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den.
1: Let's learn about Adams Place, the area's premier senior living center. We're talking with Terry Deal,
4: Adams Place has a full calendar of events uh, in each of our different levels of care. We may be playing cards or board games of some sort. There are going to be entertainers that come in. Socialization in the dining room is a big event. It's an opportunity to get together with a number of your friends and just kind of talk about the day's events. So anytime there's an opportunity for us to be able to have a party, we're having one of some kind. What if you
1: want to have friends over who don't live here?
4: You really are not changing your lifestyle. You're changing your address. And if your lifestyle still includes friends coming over to play cards or to have a social event with you, it's part of your lifestyle, and we want that to continue.
1: Selling your home, downsizing, can Adams Place help us accomplish that?
4: We're partnered with a couple of different companies where they can come in and help you with the downsizing process itself. They'll help you pack, they will arrange the movers, they'll help you unpack, and then they'll help you set up the decor according to your desires. This is Terry Deal, would like to invite you to come visit with us at Adams Place. Just give us a call, 615-904-9111. We'd love to show you around our beautiful community. If you're looking for that perfect wedding gift, baby gift, house warming, of course you want to decorate for the holidays, please come see us. Hi, this is Teen Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come and shop with us for all your farm and home needs. We have what you need for your home and your lawn, garden, farm. We also have a great selection of clothing and great gift ideas. Please come see us. Hi, this is Teen Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. We're located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon, a high in the upper 70s. South winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 53. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 49.
0: The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays from 1 to 4. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk.
1: We're on the final leg of the program and we have a question here that came in on our text system. person says that they don't have a whole lot of sunlight in their backyard and they need something to cover up the dirt because that sometimes gets muddy. What about ground cover? Does that work well in this area?
3: Absolutely. There's some great options for folks out there, Uh, and a lot of us have that exact same condition that this individual is dealing with, where you've got some big trees, the trees shade out the soil surface and trees suck up moisture. Uh, so in a lot of times those areas, even though they may be puddling areas, those trees are pulling a lot of moisture out. So the turf really never has a chance to survive. So some of the most common ground covers that that are good here, you know, there's vinca major and vinca minor. Uh, and those are kind of a trailing running leafy green plant. They have a small purple flower. Uh, and, and they'll grow. They're like the Bermuda grass of the ground cover world. Another one that folks are probably familiar with is Creeping Jenny, uh, and a lot of our grandparents probably grew this, and it's still probably I in a lot of yards. <laughs> yeah, you even knew her. You know the namesake. <laughs> Creeping Jenny. Yeah, uh, it's a great ground cover. It does great in wet areas. It has kind of a, uh, a lime... Green foliage and it grows aggressively and it will take over a spot that, if there's moisture, it will thrive there. So creeping Jenny and there's also a lot of sedums or stone crops. So a lot of people are getting into the house plants and you'll see sedums now and succul. It's a succulent essentially, but. Autumn Joy Sedum is a, is a larger mounding one, but there's a lot of smaller varieties out there. So you go to any garden center here in town, you're going to find them. Another good one is uh, Leadwort, also known as Plumbago, is the, is one of the common names for it. So there's some great options out there. Uh, I, I think that any of the ones that we've mentioned will work for you. And, and a lot of times you can use more than one. So to add some interest in your landscape, you could use a Creeping Jenny, a Stone Crop, and a Vinca Major or Vinca Minor. And that's going to add different textures, different foliages, different colors. Uh, and just kind of add a more visually appealing area as opposed to just a a muddy bare spot under the trees there. Can you plant them this time of year? Uh, Some of these things are going to be herbaceous, which means that they are soft green tissues. They'll go dormant. So, um, you know, the vincas you can probably still find. I think it's finding some of them may be an issue this time of year because the garden centers will start to bring in more of their their nursery types things, so trees and shrubs. So if you can find them, you can certainly plant them. Uh, but it may just be difficult trying to find some of those those smaller ground covers this time of year
1: now if you do find them is that something you need to water
3: um you know this time of year you know if you want to probably give it a little moisture on the front end when you plant them uh, and just kind of keep an eye on i always tell folks your plants will talk to you so even though some of these are never green they'll, they'll stay green for for most of the season if they start to look very stressed you can give them a little water but when a plant looks stressed it can mean it either is getting too much water or not enough water so there's always that risk of overwatering. so just kind of kind of know where your soil situation is if it's holding moisture and and just kind of watch your plants and let them talk to you
1: okay now we're almost out of time before we leave jack uh you need to remind people again they need to sign up
2: yes they do and december the first is too late (laughs)
1: today may be too late from your experience it sounds like the master gardeners program uh, starts at the end of january but the deadline to sign up december 1st yes or whenever the class is full oh yes maybe today we
3: will take applications through december 1st and then basically we'll keep a waiting list so don't get discouraged if you don't get on this year we'll get you on next year
1: special thank you to jack smith and justin Stefanski for joining us today Stay with us. Much more to come here on WGNS, your good neighbor station.